if you have to fold to fit in, it ain't right. We spent lifetimes folding out of fear of being unloved. This was nothing to do with loving, nothing to do with goodness. These were tactical moves born of insecurity. When you came to speak at last, you were not sure who you were. Today, practice naming something that you want, something difficult that you would not have been able to say last year. Today, I will practice naming something I want, something challenging that I would have been too scared to say last year. Let's strive for a kind of courage, even when we are ashamed, especially when we are ashamed. Hi, this is Yersa. You're listening to The Utter. And that was point four from my last post. I keep remembering to be scared. Riffing in the cute black hours. I don't know, something told me to start with that. So I did. How is everyone? Uh, I have woken up with some thoughts. So here they are. I woke up considering this world. Well, I often consider this world, this whatever you want to call it, this matrix, this iteration of shifting things, natural and man-made, real or sometimes imagined, created by us or put together by a god that we often name, or grown from a self-made universe. And however we think about it, whether we are religious or spiritual, whether we're atheists, agnostic, The truth about most aspects of life is that we just don't know, right? How can we know? We just don't know. We don't know tomorrow. We don't know next year. And sometimes the just not knowing is is cause and grounds for acceptance to sit in the just now of things, the not knowing of things, to help us to be more in the present. But let's be honest, humans being... (laughs) who and what humans are, myself being who and what I am, it's it's often a source of great anxiety, inertia and doubt. And I suppose the past few years alone have been such an aggressive, grave and surprising example of that. Like this morning I woke up thinking about what they have meant and... It's very easy for me to think, like it's very easy, I think, for most people to consider the loss, the loss of time, the loss of enjoyment, the fellowship, the griefs, the loss of people, the actual loss of people. I still don't yet know where to put that because... It's too close and because we're still in it. But I will say this. I will say this this morning and this is what I woke up with. I keep getting the strong message, um, the strong reminder to myself that life begins now. It begins now. It begins now. Not when things are better. Not when you know what's happening with the thing you're waiting for. 
It's in the design, the half plan, <laughs> the plan that might not come to fruition because we don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> it comes in, in the years between the deliberation, the space. And it happens when you're figuring out whether you're going to end the thing you're thinking about ending. And it happens in the ending. I mean, life is always, always happening. And I can forget that. I can forget that sometimes because I'm wrapped up in producing something or because I'm trying to improve something or just because I'm looking and hoping and waiting for a better time. But if I can bring about a thought for today, it's this. Care about how you feel today in the movements that you can control in the moments you are living now that belong to you in the body care about how you feel in the body and how to spread that feeling and how to radiate and bask in a good feeling for as long as you can i think that's the only way and, and what does that mean on a more practical level Yesterday, my friend and I, who, my friend who I communicate, maybe right now mostly through voice notes, we were talking about places that we go to for pure joy, places that have nothing to do with, with work. I think for me, that can be tricky. I do love my work and my joy is often my work, often, not always. And my work is creativity and Sometimes it can be easy for me to lean into this and use it as an excuse to believe that I'm already doing that kind of work and not to push my body and soul into other means of creativity. But there are infinite means. And I'm talking about, <laughs> it could be something as natural as singing and dancing often. Those spaces in which I'm rooted to my ancestry and I can play and I can still feel energy rising up through my centres. The truth is there is always more and the more will strengthen you, the more will make your experience richer. And when we push for diversity in the things that we enjoy, <laughs> dynamism, <laughs> new experiences, I think this is where we hold on to our seats on this stunning, um, wonderful, unpredictable planet. Even as a writer, I feel like the times when I am the most potent are when I leave myself alone and stop trying to question everything and stop trying to optimize everything and when it's meditate, take a nap, take more naps, go for long walks, spend time with fun people. When I'm moving my body, when I have more downtime and stop trying to tick all the boxes that are appearing in my life. I think about my time when I went to South Africa. I went to South Africa when I was depressed. <laughs> in my 20s and I woke up one day in London, I was living in London 
rented a room in someone's house in London and had was having the worst bout of depression and that wasn't that wasn't uncommon at that time I had I was depressed a lot and one day I was just like let me go somewhere I don't know didn't have much money but I had enough to get on a plane so I did and I will say that (laughs) first of all I stayed there for three years meant to go for three months but okay and so much of that time while I was there felt aimless Felt like I didn't know what I was doing, what what would happen next. I didn't always know how I was going to make money. Mostly didn't know how I was going to make money. Did a bit of modelling, not loads, a little bit. And had some difficult moments there. And when I look back, when I look back, I think about how that was really the turning point for me as a writer. That's when I found it. I was always a writer. It was always in me and I'd always experimented with it and I was writing for a long time, but that was when I was able to take myself seriously. Something about it got into me, hearing other writers, the sun, the mountains, the sea. There was a backdrop for me to process all the difficult things that had happened and that were happening. And somewhere in that space, I began to write. So all that to say, it's in those moments where you can hear yourself and where you leave yourself alone, I think, that other things are starting to form. It's in the moments of doing nothing that other stuff starts to take space inside your body it starts to move your stories start to come whatever you're about starts to ripen whether or not you can feel it yet whether or not you can locate it all this to say god this is this is turning into a long little note this morning i'm gonna finish here i think i hope what am i wishing you what am i wishing you i'm wishing you space I'm wishing you space, time to connect with whatever you call the thing inside you, the source, the truth, the soul. And I'm wishing, I hope you grant yourself permission not to simply respond to a lot of the fears a lot of the fearful things that are happening and not to close up. And when you feel that resistance, instead of instead of trying to battle it too much, pour into places where the resistance doesn't live, into new spaces, spaces that you're excited about. Switch up the energy, go on a walk, notice things, bake a cake, you know. Get a blast of cold water or cold air. Do something that shakes you up. There is always newness available to you. So many droplets of new thoughts. Ah, what do I know? I don't know what I'm talking about. It's, uh, what time is it? 6.54 on a Friday morning. (laughs) I'm just giving you my thoughts. From a Brooklyn bedroom in my bathrobe. 
I am wishing you an incredible weekend. No, let me not be stingy. I am wishing you incredible weekends for the rest of the year. How about that?